every now and again, there comes a time in a person's life where they have to purge. So you don't mind if I do that with you right now, do you? Just I'll be as quick as possible. But these are the top 14 things that drive me crazy. First on my list is the bartender who touches the bar and then their nose, their hair, their cell phone, that screen where they put in other people's orders, uh, their dirty shirt, then your lemons before dropping them in your water and saying, can I help you? Yeah, you can get that spunk juice out of my face, please and thank you. It's like, don't they know we're watching them? If I was a bartender, and I've been a waitress before, but if I was a bartender, I would be antibacterial for my hands. I will be wiping the bar. I mean, you would love to come to me, but they don't seem to care anymore. They're just gross, and it makes you wonder, are they even washing their hands when they leave the bathroom? Ugh. Next on my list is hotels. I hate going to a hotel room, first of all. Let me just say this. Before I even go... I have my Lysol, I have my Clorox wipes, I'm wiping everything down before I even put my luggage down. I just got to make sure everything is clean. But despite my due diligence, I always see a pubic hair in the corner of the showers. I mean, do a good job in cleaning the room. It's so disgusting. And if I don't see one in the shower, I see one on the floor somewhere. Like, I was a housekeeper too for a long time. And I would make sure these things were done because I'm thinking I want it to be as clean as it would be if I was staying here. It's just disgusting. It drives me mad. My internet service uh, is very annoying. Look, I need my internet service. But for some reason, it never gives me the je ne sais quoi that I need. In other words, it's going to always be a problem, especially when I'm doing something. But What I hate, the next on my list, let me bring it back, is when you're expressing your problems to a customer service rep and you're pouring out your heart and you're telling them all the issues that you have only for them to say you're in the wrong department. Bitch, why didn't you tell me that before? I have wasted all of my time, time that I could never get back. I could have been watching Judge Judy. I could have been doing a whole plethora of things and you have wasted my time. This drives me mad. Now, the next one on my list, I will admit in advance, I'm being a little bit petty, but it still kind of annoys me. That is when people hold the door for you and you're clear across the parking lot. I mean, I'm a very grateful person. If you know me, you know that's true. I probably told you in one way or another. But when I got to run across the parking lot because I feel guilty because you're holding the door for me, it's just putting added pressure on me. I know it's dumb. I admit that it's petty, but look, I got to be honest. If not to you, then who else? Number five on my list, you would probably have to have a goal in some way or another to kind of understand where I'm going here. But I get so annoyed when I see contests run by people with zero experience. Like, you haven't written a book. Why are you having a best book contest? Or... You haven't done anything in regards to screenplays, so why are you running a contest on how to write screenplays? I mean, it's just the stupidest thing. And we spend so much money trying to get 
some kind of validation for our dreams that we fall victim to these terrible scams. I'm all for people pursuing their dreams. But when people prey on people who have goals, it really, you know, does something to me. So that has definitely got to be the fifth thing on my list. The next thing I probably could have lumped up with number one, but I'm going to put it right here. I'm in the restaurant, you know, and and I'm ready. I got my wine and or my martini with three olives. Uh, None of that vermouth or any of that kickback with a pair of steel toe boots. Uh, You know, I got my drink. I'm ready. I got good conversation or I'm by myself and about to tear into this fried chicken. I probably got some greens on the side with some kind of rice smothered in uh, butter. You know, I'm ready. And I go to dig in and I see a hair. I mean, back in the day when I was coming up, even when it was the cafeteria lady at school, you were wearing hair nets. And now everybody walking around in the kitchen, they got their head down and it's hanging all over my food. You know, let's take it back to the hair nets, please, because this is gross. You think you're not going to put your hair in people's food and you are. And it drives me mad. So it has made number six on my list of things that bother me right now. The seventh thing that bothers me is really nobody's fault. But again, this is my list. You got to get your own list. But I hate my belly the week before my period. It seems like whenever I'm going somewhere and I'm getting excited and I got this tight black dress in my mind because I'm always, you know, dressed in all black like the omen. I'm ready. And then I put on this thing and then it's all belly, you know, it's just hanging there like I can't stand it. I don't care what I take. Ibuprofen, because I'm not necessarily always in pain, but water, whatever I do, it's not going down. I just got this belly and it drives me crazy. The eighth thing on my list, best friend, we kind of talked about before, and this is my fault, is I hate my belly after eating six bags of those hot cheese curls, the hers brand. I was begging the universe for the day when I would get sick of these things. And I believe that day has arrived. I was eating them last week while I was watching um, The Lion King, or actually this week earlier. And I was eating them. And I was like, why am I eating these things? By this point, I probably would have consumed at least about 30 bags over the course of a month. But I hate how my belly looked. Like, I had a situation one time I was on another junk food binge and I was at a counter. And if I'm not mistaken, I think I was buying some kind of carry out food. Anyway, I had this little boy walk up to me. He had to be about four or five and I didn't know him. I'm waiting on my food and he just rubbed my lower belly because it was just that big and disgusting. You know, that's how terrible it gets when I eat this junk food. And I think I think in my mind that because I'm on this intermittent fasting where I eat at eight o'clock and stop eating at four and I'm walking around, I'm getting my 15,000 steps, that that gives me a license to be gross, but it doesn't. So now I just got to make sure that I curve my appetite a little bit. And like I said, I think I've gotten over these things, but that one is definitely on my list. The ninth thing is unprofessionalism. When I say it drives me mad, it really does. Look, you're in a position where you're doing business with people. Why can't you be professional? I went to this event not too long ago 
And I'm at this event. You know, we came out, we drove out of town, we come to this event, and I'm wanting to be at the right place at the right time. You know, they're not there. They're rescheduling. They're not letting me know, you know, what the new plan is. And they have wasted a lot of my time. Like, if you're running any kind of event and you're a business owner and you're running a business or whatever you're doing where you're interacting with other people, it is your primary goal to be professional. People don't have to patronize you in any way, whether it be with their time, their money, you know, treat people how you want to be treated. It's, this is one of the main reasons why some black businesses, not all of them, but why some black businesses don't work. We don't put enough time into professionalism and these white businesses too. I've walked into some of these spots and they just got awful. But in this particular event, you know, it was run by somebody black and it was just totally unprofessional. If you're out there listening, it is your number one job to be professional when you're dealing with people. I mean, otherwise, how can you call yourself an entrepreneur? People remember how they feel when they meet you or do business with you. So that definitely drives me mad. And so it's number nine on my list. Number 10 is actually kind of sad, but it always perplexed me. When someone dies in a family and the person who experienced the loss has to entertain people as they come over with food and cards and, you know, things like that. I think that's a great idea. The person needs support. But what I hate at the end is when everyone leaves after visiting and they have left a mess for this person in mourning to deal with. You know, if you know that someone is experiencing a loss and you're coming over their home to be there for them and support them, please designate who is going to stay to clean up behind all this mess. This person should not have to grieve over the loss of a loved one and then come up and have to clean up behind people who have come into their home like it's a party. It just always, you know, rubbed me the wrong way. And I don't care which funeral situation I have been a part of. It's always the same. The people come over the mourner's house, they bring food, they may stay, they eat, and then they leave all of this mess for people to take care of. You know, it rubs me enough to make my list for sure, things that bother me right now. And speaking of events, the next thing on my list is people showing up to people's houses for parties empty-handed. Look, times are hard, I get it, you know, but if you're coming over somebody's house, for a party, a dinner party especially, you know, bring a bottle of wine, bring a card if you can't afford that, bring something. It's just flat out rude, I'm telling you. Even though the hostess will never tell you, the person is thinking about it. Spend some time to show the person you appreciate them and their invitation, Miss Rude, because it's wrong and it rubs me and so it's made my list. Number 12, would cause us not to even be friends. I can deal with a lot of things. I can deal with uh, rude kids who, you know, keep running and jumping all over your stuff and then give you that eye like, yeah, I know what I'm doing and you can't say nothing about it. I can deal with the bartender that I talked about earlier that touch their shirt, their nose, you know, their butt, um, their penis if they use the bathroom, and then my lemons. I can deal with all of that. Um, I can deal with even having a million pubic hairs on the floor. Like, 
rose petals when I walk into a hotel room. But what I cannot stand above all is an ungrateful person. You know, gratitude not only shows that you appreciate that nobody has to do anything for you, but it does something to your spirit when you are constantly grateful. The universe, God, and everything that is love moves toward the grateful person. It, I've seen it. Like The more grateful I am, the more thankful I am for the things that I have, whether they be little or big, it seems like the universe wants to reward me with more more good things, people letting me over in traffic, people giving me, you know, free coffee, you know, my meals being paid by somebody who may be hanging around, just a friend who say, I love you. It just more nice things happen. But when you are ungrateful, as if anybody has to do anything for you, nothing but bad things can come to you. And it makes my list. I will not be a friend of yours if you are constantly ungrateful person like that's just my thing and it should have been number one because it bothers me more than anything else on this list number 13 I think I've weeded out most of it in my life but it's still on my list is friends who cancel plans the people who in my life right now if something comes up I know it's major because they are tried and true but I hate making plans with people because now the way my life is set up, I have so much going on. I'm making plans probably two weeks out in advance. So it rubs me all kinds of wrong when people cancel. Like, isn't that just the rudest thing? Like, and you're a constant counselor, not the people who cancel every now and again, because like I said, something came up, but always canceling. You cannot be in my life. And this is why this thing right now is on my list. Number 14 is different. You ever hang around a certain friend of yours and after you hung out with them, you still feel as empty as you were when you hung out with them, maybe even more when you left. I mean, the primary reason that probably is happening is because with this number being number 14, I hate hanging out with people and they're on their phones. Listen, I deal with a lot of bosses in my life right now, and those are my number ones. But even when I hang out with these guys, as busy as they are, they very rarely pick up their phone. And as a result, I'm experiencing real strong, uh, deep conversation that inspires me and make me want to live a certain kind of way, you know, If you call yourself a best friend and if you want relationships that are deeper and substantial, then you have to consider the time that you're placing into these moments when you're hanging out with people. Put down the phone. You're not missing anything unless you are a doctor and you're on call and you got some things going on in that regards where people will die if you don't answer your phone. Put down your phone. Listen, talk, express yourself. You know, tell your friend what you're feeling. Listen to what your friend is saying and what they're feeling. I love when I hang out with my friends and I'm following up about something we talked about probably six months ago and they remember those scenarios. It shows that they're present and that they care and that they want to be in my life and vice versa. Listen, friendship is probably the most underrated relationship in the world. 
people give somewhat respect to their marriage. They give some kind of respect sometimes to business relationships, but friendships are often not really honored for what they can bring. People say they pray and people say they ask God for this and that, but how do you think you're going to get your answer? You get your answer through the people around your life. And in order to get your answer, you have to be present. You have to be there. You have to listen. You have to care. I will never again in my life underestimate the power of friendship. I have so many beautiful, strong women around me, Um, not to mention my spouse who holds me down. And we have an amazing friendship. And I've seen the benefits that it does for myself, my business, and my soul. Best friends, I'm also here for you in that regard. Let's grow more together. This podcast is not just for you. It's for me. It's been healing and it's been cleansing. And I thank you all for going with me on this journey. And I want you to look around you and appreciate those real ones who are in your circle because those are God's angels on earth. Okay, this isn't really the same kind of podcast as the other ones were, but this is my rant and rave edition. And every now and again, when things pile up, this will be how I come to you. I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you for listening. I'm T. Styles, your best friend in a handbag. Bye-bye.